Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini in the Brain. I am here with the lovely Ashley Kotwasser. How, ma- how many weeks out are we from the Olympia now? Oh, like 3.5. Yeah, it's crazy time. Crazy time. It's like coming up so soon. It's like all I can think about from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. It's the only thing like on my mind. Yeah. It's like, it's annoying, but... Hey. <laughs> I, uh, I'm on the same page as you. I'm like, it's just, you just, it's, it's always there. You can't, you can't, and you can't even go to Instagram because everything's Olympia based. Right. You can't go to YouTube. Everything's Olympia based. You're like, it just haunts, it just haunts you. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. In the zone. Yeah. That's cool though. Um, so with, with that, uh, we have, we're talking about shows today. Wow. Yeah. What a great, uh, coincidence shows. Olympia's coming up. Wow. <laughs> Crazy stuff. So we're going to talk about. What happens during show day, the show day rundown, um, the a whole bunch of things that, you know, you maybe you need to take into account if you're a first timer or if you're experienced and uh, maybe some tips that Ashley can give you because Ashley competes at this little show called the Olympia. Yeah. Once a year, <laughs> I'll compete at that show. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for those of you who are on YouTube, you can notice we are doing things a little different. We're live now. Yes. So we're going to be going live quite a few on these episodes. So um, feel free to throw in your questions here and there, and, and sometimes we will get to them. But we'll always take a look, and thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, so let's go ahead, pop into this one. I didn't say dive. Oh, there it is. <laughs> the pop. She, that was quick. That was quick, Ashley. <laughs> we'll pop into this one. So show day. What do you got to say about that, Ashley? Show day. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. I can tell you that. And um, it's ex- it's an exciting day day you're probably going to get nervous which brings me to the first thing I'd like to say people will always say oh my gosh I'm nervous oh my gosh I'm nervous and my answer to that is you should be nervous it means you care and it's not necessarily a bad thing to be nervous because in my mind if you weren't nervous you'd just be like well whatever let's get this over with what you know but if it truly means something to you you should be a little nervous. It's totally normal. I still get nervous, whether the show's Olympia or just one show that's in Vegas or whatever. I always get nervous. And I like to try to convert that nervous energy to just like positive energy on stage. Show the judges you want to be there. Show how excited you are. Don't overthink things. I think that's a big, big thing that everyone does. They overthink, right? Just have fun. I think like when you're doing your routine and stuff, it's less about those technical little, oh my gosh, did I did I step back the correct way? Or it's more about like, does do I look confident? Am I, am I exuding confidence on stage? Because whether you stumble or not, the judges might not even notice, but they will notice your confidence. Are you shining bright that day? Or are you just kind of like so nervous and just clammy that you're just... It, it shows on stage, right? Yeah. So although we're nervous, it's okay to be nervous. Just make sure you convert that to like positive energy. Yeah. And I think that one of the, one of the things that makes you more nervous too is athletes a lot of times think, oh, should I have more rice cakes? Or should I have oh. more honey? <laughs> should, I have done, should I have done this or that, right? So just here's just something to keep you at my, um, you know, a little bit of peace of mind. The way that you look on show day when you wake up is pretty much it. There's not going to be a dramatic transformation from morning to four hours later. And it's really just based on digestion of food, period. You know, like, so we were at, we were at a, um, 
the bodies exhibit, which is really cool at the, at the Luxor out here. And it showed the full digestion process, like of how long it takes. Like I was like, I was like every bikini competitor <laughs> needs to see this digestion process. Cause it was, it was like 24 hours for it to end up in the muscle cell. It was so, it was actually longer than I thought it showed every step. And I was like, these people thinking that they're going to eat a rice cake and honey. And then, you know, having one or three is the difference between their shoulder cap showing or not. Oh. 45 minutes later are so like are so far off on the actual digestion process that I think if everyone knew this, it would make them just relax a little bit more right. on show day, you know, and that's, that's, I think is a, is a big helper is just so, Hey, you can, it doesn't matter at that point. There's very little you can do water wise. I think that, yeah, that's pretty, pretty instant. Um, you know, but, and, and maybe sometimes some salt, but really other than that, you should just pretty much be walking on stage come show day. Cause a lot of times people think this too. Uh, there's a lot of people who have, I mean, almost everyone has an online coach these days. I don't know of anyone who doesn't have an online coach, but mostly, right? So, you know, you're going to compete and your coach might not be there because you're in a different state. Just know there's not a whole bunch that coach does backstage. It's so you don't have to worry about that. You know, another concern that people have is like they're always freaking out. Oh, I don't know uh, if I need one rice cake, three rice cakes. If I need, you know, it just, there's just not much that happens the Friday before the show is actually probably less important than the Thursday before the show too. That's kind of like the, the big day is the Thursday because you don't want to be feeding someone like crazy on Friday and get their waistline all blown out on come Saturday morning. So just some things to take into account that'll ease your mind a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you know, if you, that here's the thing, the, the more nervous you are, probably the better you are as a competitor because you care more, which means you probably prepped right, you know? Yeah. My, uh, another thing Mike Tyson would always say, he said, I, I will only do something that, I'll be embarrassed at if I fail, because if I'm embarrassed, if I fail, that means I'm going to do everything I can to not be embarrassed, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I don't think competing, you'd be embarrassed, you'd get fifth place, but that's just a cool, a cool thing that it it makes, it, it makes a lot of, puts things together. You know, if you care about it, yeah, you're going to be nervous when you get on stage. So, Mm -hmm. so hopefully that eases your guys' minds a little bit. Yeah. Even me on show day, I, I keep things very minimal because like I say, the haze in the barn, like what's done is done at that point. So, um, it's not like I would have like, Oh, if I would have just had one more rice cake 30 minutes before going on the stage at last year's Olympia. Oh, shoot. I would have won if I just had one more <laughs> rice cake. It doesn't work like that. So I keep my um, foods like calorie dense and, and easy to digest and minimal on show day. So what does that mean? That means things like rice cakes, honey, coconut oil, sunflower seed butter. These foods are easy to digest. It's It blows my mind how some I'll see some people load up on like pancakes and stuff the, the day of the show. And I'm just like, that's just going to take up a lot of space in your stomach. Yeah. Like, it's so unnecessary. Or even worse, like, they'll have, like, a full-out steak or something before going on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know how long that's going to take to leave your body? The only thing that's going to do is increase your waistline at that point. So on show day itself, your protein, until you, you know, go out to eat after the show, protein's going to be minimal that day. And it's not like you're going to lose, like, your gains in that period of time. It's not like, oh, it's been... It's been 18 hours with without sufficient protein. I've just lost my gains. It doesn't work like that. It takes longer than that to, to make a difference. But with that being said, more importantly, and you touched on this briefly, more important than the carbs that you eat on show day, more important than the fats you eat on show day is your water consumption. And we, you know, we kind of got reminded of that in the last few shows that we've done, like just experimenting with different uh, increases of water. So if you're looking to stay full, that there's your answer. It's probably going to come in the form of liquid, not uh, not a rice cake. And uh, it's important with that being said is 
you know, cutting water. Some girls do it. It's not really necessary for most people in bikini. I never cut water. I, I'll be drinking like two gallons a day before the show. Of course, on show day, it's hard to drink that much water because, again, you got to be cautious of that waistline. But, you know, just kind of time it properly. And I would say just like when you wake up, start drinking the water so it kind of leaves your system by the time you get on stage. Yeah, and there's a, a couple of things you went into there that I think can we can go into a little more. But the, the water one and being full, I think, is great on that, especially – so who cuts water and who doesn't cut water? Um, you know, if you have a lot of muscle on you, you have a, you have a, a good amount of muscle to spare, yeah, maybe cutting water uh, will be the right plan of attack for you. If you just naturally hold water and you're just you're always holding water, maybe that person is the person who cuts a little bit of water. Uh, maybe they use some type of like expel or some type of natural diuretic or something like that too. I've had some athletes that just their, their doctor has them on some type of very mild um, diuretic and you just, you, those ones, usually I'll keep them um, I'll, I'll have their water go down a little bit because they're just naturally just someone who holds a lot of water when they're taking those things. So, um, but yeah, but for 99% of people or maybe like 98, they're just not going to do anything in terms of water cutting. It just, it hurts you more than helps you. And in today's bikini, you know, today's bikini is a different bikini. It's a full look. It's a full round look. And, um, in the direction it's been traveling just, just as of recently, it's like a hair, a hair softer to allow for that fullness for, yeah. for some, not for all, but for a good percentage of them. And that does have to do a lot with water. I think people think if I cut water, I can cut water from under the skin and get mm -hmm. tighter. But you can't cut water from just under the skin. It, it has to leave entirely. So your body has kind of a preset setting on how much water goes where. So you have uh, water inside the muscle cells. You have water under the, under, you know, under the skin, right? That's outside the muscle cells. It's not like under the skin, like flowing. And when you get rid of that, let's say you have 100% full water and you get rid of that down and you lose 10% of that water. Well, however that percentage is split up between those things, between in your muscle, your, in your blood and, you know, extracellular water, it's going to be the same percentage. So you're going to lose 10% from everywhere. And if you go down 20%, you're going to lose 20% from everywhere. So you're going to be smaller in your, in your muscle. And maybe for you, it's worth the exchange. Maybe you being a little bit tighter is worth the exchange. But I will say, if you go too far, that is the, that's a really bad look. It's like a softer, squishier, almost like fatter looking look. Skinny fat. Yeah. It's really mm -hmm. weird. It's like your body fat. It looks like your body fat increases, even though you're like technically probably yeah. lower. It's crazy. See, that's yeah. one of those things. It's like playing those little risks. So maybe you could risk it and maybe you'll look better, but then maybe you won't if you cut water. Yeah. And that kind of like, I think the problem is a lot of people try to translate like, bodybuilding peak weeks yeah. to bikini and mm. it doesn't translate like that you know maybe for the the men's bodybuilding their food it there might be more of an argument to time it so precisely or whatever because their their percentage of body fat is you know minimal in comparison to bikini so it's not that serious for bikini you know it's not that serious and people like to just overthink it and it it can be stressful yeah really stressful when you're trying to get a bodybuilder to be full and tight and have cross striated like quads, the, the amount of science and also the amount of like gambling you do to get that look is totally different and gambling meaning, okay, this might work or you might look terrible, <laughs> like kind of gambling because they, it's all timed with them on how they, how they do their load. And so they'll load hard, wait for the, cause you can't absorb carbs without water. So that's the problem that a lot of people do is they'll absorb, they'll cut water the last two days, but then they'll also uh, do their carb load last two days. And I'm like, no, you need <laughs> water to absorb carbs. You're going to absorb the, there's like a, a, um, 
a margin of like 2.7 to like 3.5 grams of water per gram of glucose that you bring into a muscle cell for sort of glycogen. So you need a good amount of water to get those carbs in. If you're one of these people taking in, you know, a thousand carbs on your reload over three days or something, it's a, it's a good amount of water. But a lot of times those people are cutting water at the same time. So now your body doesn't have the normal amount of water to bring in the muscle cell. And now the carbs are sitting outside the muscle cell. And now you look like you spilled over, but really, and then you, you drink some water after the show and you eat some food and you're like, man, I look way better the next day. And I'm like, well, the, the science that goes into loading someone, right? Like you could just kind of bypass if you just keep the water in, right. you don't really need to like time it right. And these bodybuilder, like the bodybuilding coaches, they, they load, they like visually wait till it's like in the muscle cell. And then they'll do things like cut water once they realize, okay, we've already absorbed and captured those carbs. Now let's get rid of the water. And hopefully the body will, st- this is the crazy thing. They're like, hopefully the body's still pulling in some carbs, even though most of them are pulled in now. And with the remaining water you do have, we'll pull the rest of that in, right? And get this, this skinless chicken breast look, right? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the goal is to get look skinless in bodybuilding. And I'm like, and then Bikini Girls be like, yeah, I should do this because I heard whoever talk about it on someone's podcast. And I'm like, you're not, we're not even trying to do that. Like yeah. the margin so of different. error is so much bigger, you know? Yeah. And so we don't need that kind of a crazy science. And the, the thing is, those guys are hit and miss all the time when they do that. Oh, That's yeah. the thing. And, and if, if we can avoid that hit and miss, like why not make it an easy peak week? Yeah. I mean, our body fat isn't low enough to even detect things like that. When you said, oh, we can visually see it. Yeah. Like we would never, you know. We would never yeah. be able to get to that point anyway. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. You wouldn't even visually be yeah. able to see that. Yeah, no, you're right. Because we have a thin little layer of body fat, you know. Um, they're, yeah, next level lean, those guys, so. It's crazy what they do. I can yeah. only imagine how cranky they get. Oh, the cranks. I, I wonder how that how that goes with them, the, the, the top, top guys. <laughs> I mean, are they just used to Are they just so in the zone they just don't get the cranks? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We'll never know. Maybe they're just flipping cars down the street. Like, that's going to let some steam out. Yeah. <laughs> All these cars are turned over. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, I, I think we see less and less of bikini girls trying to prep like bodybuilders uh, on peak week, but we still hear of it. And, you know, the whole having burgers and fries and stuff too. Again, you're playing, you're, you're playing games and you, you're going to gamble. It might, it might look worse. It probably will look worse. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a 10% chance you look better, but uh, to me, it's not worth it. The, the goal is to be ready ahead of time, a little too ready almost yeah. so that you can comfortably add in food. And I don't know about you, but I like the idea of peak week being like stress-free. Like I don't, like during peak week, I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I got t- two more pounds to lose. I, I got to do like uh, f- four to five minutes step mill twice a day or something. I would hate to be in that position trying to get lean enough. I want to be like overly ready so that I can just like coast it on peak week and be like, yeah, I just, for cardio, I just walked today. I got to eat a lot of food. It was like chill. That's my kind of peak week, you know, just being ready ahead of time and just over, what do you say, overshoot? Yep, yeah. overshoot. It's if you can do it, it's it's great to do because you could just cruise in a peak week. You're, I think a lot of it too is you look fresher on stage. Yes. You're not stressed. Your inflammation's down. You look rested, and that's what a bikini girl's supposed to look like. You're oh, not yeah. supposed to look like like a bodybuilding contest is from the neck down. They don't mm-hmm. care what your face looks like if you're gaunt in the face and you're all sunk in. Like it doesn't matter, right? But bikini is a total thing, right? You're you're supposed to look like this healthy, fit bikini model. The, okay, so this is how it's told to me. How it is really is obviously not. But how it's told to me is, okay, the bikini girl should look like she knew she was going on a beach vacation and maybe she dieted for a couple of weeks or a month before she went on that beach vacation. She should look 
healthy, like she's still having a good time, but she's fit. She's very fit. That's like the look of that they want of them, the glow to them, right? So if you're killing yourself for the bikini contest, which everyone is, you can't look like it at the end. So the last week is like, let your body rest. Let the inflammation go down. Get those carbs right, right? Don't cut water because your face is going to show it too. Like all these little things. Um, but you said one other thing that I do want to dive into. Uh, yeah, we got your dive in. We got your dive in. We got, I do want to dive into uh, the burgers and fries and pancakes and, you know, things that people do backstage. I see chips. I see uh, chocolates and all these things. All right, so why do we why do we not want to do them, right? Let's let's go into that because some people are still doing that um, that old school kind of load. And my, it's funny. I have this friend who would he would he was a bodybuilder in the gym. He was always too soft on stage, and I was like, you you got to stop doing this loads, you know? Like you load too hard, like it's too crazy. He's like, I just need that meat lovers pizza at the end. It really makes me pop. Like he would for real do it. He was old school, right? <laughs> I'm like, dude, no one needs a meat lover's pizza. You want a meat lover's pizza. That's, that's what it is. I want one too. That sounds delicious. <laughs> but, but, uh, so, so why is it you don't want a burger and fries, right? Okay. So here's the thing. Unless you've been eating a burger and fries all the time throughout your prep, which almost no one is right at the end, almost everyone cleans up their diet where they get rid of gluten, they get rid of dairy and they just kind of get rid of foods that though they may not cause any problems and they might not cause you any problem at all. You might be super gluten tolerant. You might be super dairy tolerant. It might not affect you at all. But the, the whole point of it is, is we do this elimination process and we get rid of high risk foods. And it's like, well, what if you'd be 1% better if you cut your gluten? And what if you are 1% better if you cut your dairy? Maybe you won't be any percent better, but maybe you'll be 2% better, right? And you start adding these little 1% up, and then at the end of it, you're 10% better, right? And you're like, I don't know why I always look so good during peak week, you know? But it's, it's because you're cutting all these things out, and one of them may work and one of them may not, but why not just clean it up for a week? Who, you know, mm-hmm. is it really going to hurt you to clean up your diet for a week and cut artificial sweeteners for a week? That's always terrible because everyone always emails me back, and they're like, well, can I still have my this? Can I still have my this? And I'm like, maybe you probably can, but the reality is, do you need it? And will it, does it matter that much to you where you're willing to risk that 1%, 2%? So going back into the burger and fry thing, right? Why is it coaches think that, that it works? Well, the reality is it does, it does work. There's no denying it works, but why does it work, right? It's, well, you're giving your client a lot of sodium. You're giving your client uh, a good amount of protein, a good amount of fats, and a good amount of carbs. It's not that it's the burger and fries that works. It's the the, the sodium, the, the, the carbs, the, the fats from the fries, the, the extra, you know, the, the extra salt from the fries too. That's what's working. But what risk are you taking to get the same result you could get with what Ashley's been eating a chicken the whole time? What can we do? Well, rice is the same carb effect. Net effect is going to be the same as a, as a bun, but there's no gluten in it, right? The salt could be the same for, for Ashley if she's still maintaining her sodium or having electrolytes additives, right? Um, so there's ways around eliminating the risk. And the problem is, is that if you've been eating clean for 16 weeks and then all of a sudden you throw in gluten and dairy at the end, yeah, of course you're going to be bloated. Of course something's going to happen, right? It's your first time eating something like that in a long time. So yeah, your muscles might be a little fuller. You might have a little more grain to your muscle because you have the sodium load and all that and more vascularity, but you're paying for it with your waistline being, uh, you know, an, an inch bigger because your digestion's a little off because you ate food you haven't eaten for 16 weeks. So not worth the risk to me. There's a lot of ways of doing it where you do, you can eliminate that risk. And so that's why I say, hey, keep it to what you've been eating the whole time. If the whole time you've been eating a burger and fries, then yeah, it's probably not going to make a big difference at all. So that's that's kind of my take on it. And um, just wanted to get that out there for people because I think a lot of people 
think they need it because they want it and it's worked before, but you could probably be better if you didn't do it. Yeah. And another thing to point out too is like <clears throat> when you do something like a burger and fries, you don't know exactly what's in it, what's the fat, what, how much sodium's in it, how, you know, it, it's hard to replicate that exact same protocol. So whenever you're preparing your own food, you know what's in it. Like, you know, okay, I put a teaspoon of salt here or my rice equates to this many carbs and stuff. So, you know, you never know what you're getting at, at a restaurant. So That's great point. I actually, I've, I used to think about that too. And I just totally forgot about it because I haven't done it in so long, but I was, it was back in Denver. I was thinking about that because I, there was a coach there and he had all his clients eating a burger and fries and he had them eating it from the restaurant. And I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. I wonder if he like pre looked at the menu and just knows how much fat and whatever's in there. And then um, all of them came out. And I kind of looked at it. So I was like, I wonder how he's doing this. Right. Because he, he was pretty good. And, you know, they're, they all have slightly varying sizes of fries or this and that and whatnot. And various sizes of how many condiments they're adding. And I'm like, oh, he's just eating a burger and fry anywhere he goes. And one day it's in and out and it's low calorie because it's a thin, uh, a thin uh, patty. And then the next day he's at wherever burger and it's a huge patty. You know, like there's just no, yeah. no marker. So how do you know what worked, how many fats, proteins, carbs they need for the next mm -hmm. time? If it, because honestly, in that scenario, it's kind of like worst case scenario that they finish with the best results they've ever had because you're like, how did we do that? <laughs> like, yeah. How did we like, you know, and you just, you're like, Oh, you had a burger and fries. Well, that doesn't mean anything. There's, those are all over the place, you know? Right. So yeah, good point on that one. Speaking on the topic of food, I, every time I go to a show, I will see that one girl that brings into her hotel, like dozens of donuts, cupcakes, candies, like just hoards it into the hotel room or even brings it backstage and it's funny because <clears throat> it's like they will gather this as if, if as if they're not able to access it after the show. And I think whenever you start bringing all this into your hotel room or backstage, that is a recipe for disaster because it's there. You're hungry. You haven't had a cupcake in who knows how long. You're going to eat one, then two, then three. When it's there, you're more likely to eat it, obviously. I would say, you know, if you want to have one treat, that's fine. But... You don't have to bring it with you. You don't have to bring in all of this like junk food because someone's got to eat it. Yeah. And I promise you, you'll be able to get it at some point after the show anyway. <laughs> It'll be there. Like it's not discontinued, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I think that's, that's a, to me, it's so funny when, cause this happened, I don't, I don't know of a time where it didn't happen this way mm -hmm. where a girl would, let's say uh, when I was in Denver or even out here in, um, in Vegas, they do a show and they come out and they visit and they do the whole team thing and it's fun and it's a great thing. And all the girls are like, we're going to go to Pink Fox or whatever, right? And then they'll go there. And I'm sorry, girls, if this is you, I'm not talking smack on you. It just happens to everyone. And they'll go there and they're like all these cool donuts, right? So they'll be like, I want like to try a bite of each of them. I want to try a bite of them. And so they'll get like six donuts because they're on, they're, you know, they're on vacation at this point and they're just plan on having like a piece of them. I don't know a scenario where at least four of those six donuts don't get eaten by the end of the night it was like one bite at a time and yep. then it's like oh whatever i've done with my show like it, eventually they give in and i'm like yeah i, I told you <laughs> i just sit there I'm like do what you want right now i told right. you what to do <laughs> yep <laughs> so. that's true yeah i i will limit myself because i i know that it can be very tempting like when you have it so much of it and it's like right after a show and you're hungry you know that's why sometimes i'll be like hey adam 
keep my protein bar till after the show, please. <laughs> then you can give it to me. But um, yeah, I think that's a big mistake because it just it just spirals. It just snowballs into okay. Well, cheat, cheat night, cheat day, cheat week, cheat month. Next thing you know, you're rebounded like crazy. So yeah, play it smart. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley is a protein bar connoisseur. Oh, I love protein bars. Protein bar connoisseur. Like they've gotten so good, like. <laughs> It tastes like, to me, like an actual candy bar. And I haven't had an actual candy bar in a while, so maybe that's why. But it just, like, the technology of, of protein bars have come such a long way yeah. since, like, 10 years ago. It's, like, insane. What's your new? What's your newest favorite? I like the Fit2 Brands Vegan Protein Bars. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've tried it. Did I, I don't know if yet? I've tried that. It's have. a vegan protein bar. I think it's Fit2 Brands, and they make... Vanilla almond and then peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, they're so good. I love the texture. It's like, it's really good. Huh. You know, my favorite one is right now is the Snickers one. Oh, that, that Kimber got yeah. from like UK or something. I got a few of them when we went up to Canada. Those ones, those are my favorite right now. But you know what's been my favorite for a long time, which is, it's like barely a protein bar, is the Power Crunch bars. Oh, those know. are so good. Yeah. Yeah. I put a tiny bit of peanut butter on like the vanilla oh. one and it's like heaven. I'm and like Quest it. bars. I, I love Quest. I remember <laughs> when they were, they had a small booth at the Arnold and they had two flavors. They had like vanilla, almond crunch, and then like peanut butter or something. Now look at them. Oh, wow. I love Quest too. I love it all. Yeah. Like I love all protein bars. So you can send your favorite protein bar to the <laughs> contest prep center located in Las Vegas, Nevada. My birthday is November 22nd. Thank you. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> the, you know, what I like about the Quest bars too. It's not like a sh- we're not sponsored by these companies. We're just saying ones we like is that if I'm at a show or an event all day long, I can keep it in my pocket yeah. and it's like just nice and like, um, like mold, like how would I say, pliable? Your butt mold? like warmed it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other bars melt, you know, and those mm-hmm. ones don't melt. So I keep two or three of those, and I'm like, I'm good to go on those. So, so anyway, yeah. Send us some, send us some bars, Chris. <laughs> 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 so going into, um, you know, show day, like what to expect throughout the day too. I think this is important. To talk about like how to be prepared, what to expect during the day. Um, just know the show day, the promoter is going to tell you what to expect in terms of time frames. It's going to be different at every show. There's no set time. But I will say, try not to stress yourself out. A lot of this has to do with stress and your body looking right. Try to just be there early. You know, everyone always tries to time it on time. They're like, you know, what time is Bikini Open B going to go? And they always ask me, and I'm like, I don't know. It's like depending on how many girls do Open A and then Novice and who showed up to Women's Physique this time or whatever, right? So you just never know. But what you don't want to do is like just try to time it right. Enjoy the show. Go there, watch it in the audience, you know. Don't think in the back of your head, oh, I want to get there on time. This is one of those things where you should just enjoy the whole day, be at the show most of the day, um, and not try to stress yourself out. Because the worst thing is a girl thought she timed it right, and then she runs in, and her class is lining up, which happens to me a couple times a year, and they get no oil. They they don't get it. They try to get a pump that they can in line, but it's just it's just a, another stress, and it shows on the body that they're stressed. And it might not show on the body, but it'll definitely show on the on stage. Like they're oh, just yeah, the like they routine. feel underprepared and they're yeah. just like, oh, I just felt so rushed. I couldn't get my my adrenaline down because I was like trying to get on stage, you know. And I'm like, I'm trying to not stress the girl out, but I'm like, yeah, you're on stage. Like I had one girl. She was, it was so funny. It was a couple years ago. Uh, she'll know who she is. And she walked back all casual, and I'm like, hey, your uh, your class is on is on deck right now, you know. They're like the next class to go on. She's like, oh, okay. And then she had like her flops on. And I was like, hey, I'm like trying not to stress you out, but this is a situation where like you should be stressed at getting your stuff like on and getting moving like way faster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm sorry to like 
scare you, but you're like literally getting on stage right now. She's like, okay, <laughs> like super casual. I was like, who has, this girl's got nerves of steel. <laughs> like oh, wow. Zero, zero fear of it. It was funny. Everyone else would be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, she was just like, okay. Like just, I was like, wow, man, she is a, she could deal with a high pressure situation. It was pretty funny. So she got on stage. She was fine. But it was, uh, for me, I was like, you know, we spent 16 weeks for going through all this stuff. It looks bad on me if she doesn't get on stage, even though it's not my fault. But I still feel some of that responsibility because I should have been in the morning. Hey, be here right. early, you know, but you mm. tell them and you know how it goes. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about the show day mindset. So I think, um, as you know, I'm not a big fan of going into shows expecting to win, right? And I highly encourage everyone to do the same. And that might sound a little um, pessimistic, but the way I look at it is train like you're going to win, have the confidence of a winner, show the judges your best, show the judges your hard work, your dedication, all those hours you put in the gym, all the, the months of dieting. But also know that it might not be your day, you know? Um, I don't want anyone to become discouraged and disappointed and then they begin to hate the sport because their expectations didn't align with the outcome. You know, I think if you go in like knowing that I did it my all, I did my all, there's no stone left unturned. I did everything within my power to bring my best today. I think if you go in with that mindset, it's a lot healthier in the long run because, hey, if you win, that's icing on the cake. You just exceeded your expectations there. I always say there's... It's amazing to meet a goal, but to like exceed your goals and expectations, that feeling is like none other. It's such an incredible feeling to like exceed your expectation. So having that mindset doesn't necessarily mean like you're expecting to lose. Of course not. That's not what I'm trying to say. Rather that in the sport of bikini, you cannot play defense. You cannot control who shows up. You cannot control how it's judged, how the other girls look. The only thing you can control is yourself on, on show day. That's the only thing you can control. So as long as you know that you give it your everything, then you should be satisfied with that as long as you don't make any stupid mistakes, yep. which happens sometimes too. I like that. That's our, It goes back to our, our ballad. You call it a ballad? A ballad? Uh, I don't want anything but your everything. Oh. <laughs> ballot? Ballot. You, you were the one who taught me that word. I don't know what it is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it was, I, we had this We had this uh, little quote. We had a bunch of quotes at our last gym, like, spray-painted on the, on the walls. And one of them, on the way down to the stairs to our, like, dungeon gym, it said, I don't want anything but your everything. And then Ashley was like, thought it was like a song. She's like, it's like, that reminds me of like an 80s ba ballad. Yeah. She's like, I don't want every, anything. Sure, everything. <laughs> yeah, it's so and it's funny because you, I remember you made the little, uh, what is it called? We're both forgetting words today. Um, <laughs> collage? Not a collage on the wall, the paintings. Oh, yes. Uh, murals. Murals. Yes. Okay, the mural. Um, I remember on the mural, you put a quote for me and it was, I never took the easy route. And then I'm like, where'd you get that quote at? And you're like, I don't know. You In an interview once, I'm like, oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It should have been get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Or I'm just getting started. You, yeah, yeah, that was before you knew me. But I just thought it was funny. I was like, did I say that? Oh, I, I looked it up. I was like looking for like, <laughs> that's funny. Cause, and it's like permanently on the wall. Yeah. So there's a couple of them that I had up there that were like, one was from a, 
a, a girl's dating at the time, and I was like, pick a pick a thing. <laughs> and every time I looked at it, I was like, damn, it reminds me of her. Every time oh. I see it. <laughs> so funny. So um, now let's go ahead and go ahead and so okay, so you did the show. What do you, what happens next, right? Well, after the show, it's you're going to go and get judges' feedback, and this is something I actually went over with a competitor over the weekend. And her feedback was at the last show that she needed to be a little bit tighter, right? And I agreed at the last show, she should have been a tiny bit tighter. And then this time she nailed her conditioning. I loved her conditioning this time. It was perfect. Um, pro level conditioning on the money. But uh, she was like, I think the judges are going to tell me I'm too lean now because she's not comfortable being that lean, right? And the judges, um, they might have, I didn't, she didn't get the feedback yet. But here's the thing. Uh, and I was, and I was talking to her. I said, hey, here's the, at local shows, especially I guess I should go into judges feedback before I go in that this year, I've gotten some really, really good feedback and I really appreciate it from the judges too. Um, I've heard great feedback from Becky, from Steve. Uh, Steve was an awesome one. Bill gave good feedback this year. Sandy's giving good feedback because it's not like feedback where it's like, Hey, you need to be a little tighter. And the problem is when someone says that, when a judge says that you need to be a little tighter, competitors automatically think, Oh, if I was just a little tighter, I would have won the whole show. That was the ticket, right? And I'm like, no, you still would have lost. Like you still weren't good enough to beat the number one girl, even if you were a little tighter. And I think that's the that's the type of feedback I love hearing because it's, it's actually useful. And then there's no like self-doubt that they messed up their prep or their coach brought them in too tight or whatever, right? It's like, yeah, maybe you could have been a little better, but you might not even moved up a place, even if you were a little softer, right? So that's the thing. And, and so this year, Steve, he gave a really good feedback to Elizabeth and Elizabeth talked about it on her vlog. And he said, you know, he's like, you were this, this show, you might've been a, a tiny bit, a, a tiny bit tighter uh, at this show, or you could have been a tiny bit tighter. Um, he goes, but even if you were, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have changed anything for you that you weren't beating Jordan today. That's what he said. Like he said, she's too far ahead of Jack. you. Was it Jack? Okay. Um, he said, you're, you're not beating, you weren't beating her today. You're just, your level of muscularity isn't where hers is. So, you know, you just need time. And I was like, that is so useful and, and helpful. And it puts them in the right frame of mind. Like, okay, I didn't, it didn't matter. Like I wasn't going to win today with this and I need to advance my physique versus going back and being like, Oh, dang it. I'm too tight. And that's what caused all the problems. Right. And so the thing is just take that feedback with a grain of salt. There's a lot of girls competing. There's going to be, you know, sometimes at these shows, there's a thousand girls at like national shows. Imagine being a judge and giving everyone 10 minute feedback at a thousand people. Right. It's, it's not possible. It's just too many people. So yeah, it's going to sometimes it'll be a little fast and sometimes, you know, maybe it could be better and maybe sometimes it's a local show and the judge is also, you know, not an advanced judge. Like, you know, if you get someone, it, just like any sport, um, you're going to have people who are better than others. So, you know, you're going to have, like, if you look at, um, you know, let's say the MLB uh, World Series, right? You're going to have the best umpires at that, at that, um, at that, at that game. You're going to have the best judges at the Olympia, the most experienced ones, right? So um, the, the, the coaches, there, there's better levels of coaches. So there is better levels of judges too, just like anything, there's going to be better. So when you get your entry level show and there's only, you know, 70 people in the show, yeah, you're probably going to have not the most experienced bikini coach and maybe they're more of a bodybuilder and they don't really get the bikini division 100% like someone like a, like a Sandy would or something. So just understand you're, you don't put so much weight into that as you failed because of that quick feedback or you messed up because of this and you would have won the whole show. Look at your pictures, send your pictures to a couple people and see, you know, what, what you really need to work on. Get a second opinion um, and, you know, just make sure you're hearing it from the right people too. Absolutely. Emphasis on hearing it from the right people because I think for a lot of competitors, it gets to their head when they're, their mom and their friends <laughs> and their boyfriends like, oh no, you should have won. 
I, I don't get it. You should have won. What? You know what I mean? And they're trying to, I mean, God bless them. Of course, they're going to be on your side and they're going to, they're going to want you to win and they might genuinely feel that way. But unless you have the like credentials to judge a bikini, it's, it doesn't mean anything. And of course, your mom's going to be a little biased, right? She's going to think you should have won no matter what. Even if you got last place, she's going to say you should have won. So don't let those little voices get to you because they can be very overwhelming. You know, maybe some people on social media say it too, like, ah, I had you winning. I don't understand, you know? And I think for um, a newbie competitor or even I'm sure not newbie competitors fall victim of it too. Don't let those voices get to your head because that's going to make you a little bitter, right? You're going to yeah. be like, what? If everyone's telling me I should have won, like, why didn't I win? And it's like, in bikini, it's, it, you have to have the eye for it. It's, it's, it's very complicated to explain to the, the normal person. But just your, your judges' uh, feedback and your coaches' feedback is the only one that should matter. Yeah, yeah, it's especially in bikini. Bikini is a tough one because you can't, you can't overpower someone and just come in and take the whole thing you know it's not like bodybuilding and people don't really understand that um, I'm going to be doing my Olympia prediction video whatever and some people are like man how come you don't think this girl can move up whatever I posted like a, a little bit about it uh, already and I was like well it's not like you know someone coming from 10th place can just show up to the Olympia and be bigger and leaner than everyone like in bodybuilding and really have that entry gate to just win the whole show like you if you're that much better than everyone in bikini you're probably too much you mm -hmm. know so it's like these little nuances in bikini that people don't understand. So of course your friends and family are going to be like, they don't, they don't see it. Cause no one really, it's, it's really hard to fully see. Like it's, yeah. you need a very, very trained eye to see it. Cause it's so different. Bodybuilding is so easy. You could see when someone's better, like almost, yeah. you know, you don't have to be necessarily trained. If there's a big, maybe not at the Olympia level, cause everyone's so close, but like at a local level, oh, so when there's like that one guy that he's like the biggest, the most ripped, and it's like, duh, of course he yeah. wins. But if you have the biggest, most ripped bikini girl, probably not going to win. Yeah. You see her and you're the, you instantly think, Oh, she's impressive. And then you instantly think, Oh, is it too much? Like, you know? And so the, your mom probably wouldn't think that though. She'd yeah. probably be like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You're the most muscular, the leanest one there. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's so bikini. It's a tough one. You're, you're choosing to do a sport that's highly subjective. Um, there's going to have huge variances. You know, you could have variances of just people at that show you know, you could have a girl, a bunch of girls show up that are all soft and you look really, really hard, or you can be about normal, but everyone's super, super ripped. Then you look soft, you know, and it's like, it's a tough thing, you know, and you have to go into it with a grain of salt, like being like, okay, today could be my day, you know, um, you know, any girl, even at the Olympia level, like who's top 10 can be win that show this year or be 10th this year. And the, and the argument for each placing would be like probably just between all of them, because it's, what are you going to, you know what I mean? What are you going to say? Like it, you're, it's just, there's so much that goes into it, you know? And, and you could say, oh, this girl's maybe, yeah, her balance is better, but her pop is a little better. Oh, her stage presence is better. Oh, her hair and makeup was off today. Like it's, her tan was off. Like there's all these like little things. So you really have to do it and go into this being like, okay, I'm going to be the best I could possibly be, uh, but I'm definitely going to be the best me I can possibly be. And that's like, as you said, all I can control and handle. And just, you know, we try to set you up for the right mindset of this because these things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as Ashley said last time, she's like, you're going to lose eventually. Like, it's just yes. going to happen. There is no such thing as an undefeated bikini competitor. Not possible. Yeah. Hasn't been done yet. It'll never be done. There's just no way. Yeah. It's just no way. So that means a lot. Somewhere along the way, a show is not going to go your way. You're going to get, you're going to get second or below 
<laughs> and uh, it might make you a little irritated because you're not used to it. But hey, it's life. <laughs> that's uh, that's the life of every uh, Olympia bikini competitor. We've all lost yep. at some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and and you don't you don't lose you learn you know just learn from what you could have been better at that show yep. and then um, you know make those improvements at the next time and then just kind of kind of go from there and, and look for a game plan after the show of what you need to work on. So that's the that's the important thing. Right. From that. Progress yeah. is an accumulation of all those little nuggets that you learned along the road along the way yeah so and, and thank you guys for who are listening live we got a couple cool comments they said they want to see more vlogs from ashley she's putting them out they're coming out yes <laughs> what else do you guys want to see from us let us know in the comment section um and we will you know try to do the most i know that one of the questions up here was about um going to the olympia meet the olympians ashley are you going to mm -hmm. be at the meet the olympians oh, i am i am going to be there yes all right guys so um soon ashley's going to do a q a mm -hmm. so if you want to sh shoot are you gonna, how do we get those? Just uh, I'm going to uh, ask the audience for Olympia-related questions. Okay, cool. So we'll be doing that soon, and I think that we're going to turn that into a podcast. Um, so, yeah, guys, it, we'll be trying to answer as many of these as we can. Anything else that we're missing on this one, Ashley, here? Um, I just wanted to, to go over a little bit about, like, hair, makeup, make sure it's all situated and uh, um, everything is not, uh, how do I say it? causing you stress on show day. Yeah. So just like you were mentioning the girls that take their good old time to get backstage, same thing with hair and makeup. Just make sure it's done ahead of time and you're good to go because the show will not wait for you. The show wouldn't even wait for me. <laughs> okay. The show waits for no one. You are not special. So just make sure you're where you need to be um, at the time you need to be there. Yeah. Okay. Because you can't be like, oh, can I read, can we redo this whole comparison class because I was getting my hair done you can't use that excuse sorry you have to be there yeah, and being early honestly just be early we've we've tried to be on time like once and it ended up us being almost late oh yeah <laughs> so it's like they all right switch they switched the timing on us that yeah. so after that we're like okay screw it yeah. we'll go back to being early <laughs> yep yep like it is tricky because you don't want to be like too early and be like hanging out when it's like the bodybuilders or whatever backstage and but at the same time, you don't want to be late for your class. I have nightmares about being late yeah. or or forgetting to do my hair and makeup. So, you know, I'm always going to be one of the first people backstage. Yeah. Like, I get so paranoid about it. It's it's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, you're either waiting backstage or you're waiting up in your room. You're yeah. Either way, you're waiting, you know? So it's like, might as well just wait wait there backstage. So, yeah. but yeah, going into the hair and makeup, um, you know, I understand that we say it's best if you could do your own hair and makeup but obviously there's a lot of girls who can't do their hair and makeup the reason that that i'm a fan of it is because even if it's your makeup is you know a little bit better with the makeup artist the the your we have to t look to about all things into take all things into account if you're having to wake up at 3 a.m 4 a.m for some of these makeup appointments and you're not on stage till 2 p.m well now you're up a lot longer you didn't get as much sleep you're not as rested maybe you drank more water and your waistline's a little bit more bloated because you weren't sleeping so for me, in that scenario, I'd rather go with a girl who's still good makeup, it has to be good, um, versus, you know, maybe a, a great makeup, a little bit better. So, you know, there's a lot of ways, you know, I would say practice and learn. Um, we always give a shout out to Lindsay Ambrosia, who does those makeup classes online. Um, you can look her up on Instagram, and she does, I don't know what she charges for them, but she does them online and teaches people how to do their makeup for, for, um, for shows. And, but it's a huge help you know, a huge help in terms of time management of the day of the show and stress as well. Because mm -hmm. the other thing that happens with makeup, which you've talked about, is um, them running late. And then... Oh, yeah. Sometimes the makeup artist will run late, which causes the next girl to run late. And it's just like a chain reaction. And then I've also had 
seen some girls that got their whole makeup done, paid for it, took the time to do it, and they're like, I hate this. This doesn't even look like me. And they just redid it themselves. So, you know, just make sure the makeup artist is legit. (laughs) And uh, it's not just some regular makeup artist from, you know, they have to be familiar with competition makeup. Yeah, it's definitely a a specialty, and you're going to need special makeup to do it because the the tan, the tan color itself. You've done a video on that before too. Oh yeah. A while ago I need to do a new one, but yeah, not just the face, everything needs to be darker, certain colors you got to use, certain colors you got to avoid, uh, and so on. Someone there says you gave me the confidence to do my own makeup. I love that. Look at that. And, um, yeah, just to, to second what you say, I always do my own makeup. I love it. I love doing my own makeup. Um, even like I could get it paid for, for free. It's not a money thing. I, even then still, I want to do my own makeup. Um, I like to be on my own time and be in control. And yeah, just like you said, even if it's like 90% good rather than 100%, the the benefits to me outweigh the negatives because I just want to be in control and on my own time. And it's like, it's a nice little way to like relax on show day for me too. It's like part of the process, getting getting myself all glammed up. So I could see how you would when I'm doing something, I don't, I don't think about the other stresses of life. So yeah. I could imagine you guys doing your makeup and you're just kind of thinking about the makeup and not really thinking about the yeah. show as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just kind of gives you a little bit of a mental yeah. break. And yeah. it keeps you off your feet a little bit more too on show day. So you don't have to like walk across the street or whatever to get it done. And, you know, just, just much less stressful if you're able to do it, you know? Yeah. But okay. it does take practice. Wouldn't recommend you doing your first time ever trying it day of the show. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So as long as we don't have any other questions, yeah, I think we'll end it there. So let us know what do you guys think about this format for that, those of you that are on YouTube. Not too many because we've been doing this too too often, but I like it. I think it's mm-hmm. it's great. We're gonna um, I'm we're gonna, I'm gonna be doing a lot of lives now on YouTube too. If you're listening on the podcast, so you can look for that um, and just answering questions and whatnot too, and just go from here. But the the audience says they want to see more Ashley K. They want to see more vlogs. They want to see uh, that Olympia Q and A. So she'll uh, be doing that. Yes, so. yes. And we gotta also do mm-hmm. my 2013 Olympia uh, summary recap. Looking back on it, that'd be fun. Yes. So we got some good videos coming up. I'm I'm gonna be posting them on my channel. But yeah, so stay tuned. Yes. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.